It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. My name is Mark Jolliffe, sometimes called DJ Soundwave. What is going on? Big up to everybody who's been listening to the show and playing it, replaying it, retweeting it, all those things. Super shout out to my last guest, Dr. Tunes and King Who, Nuclear Garden. Their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker, is out now. Just go to Bandcamp and check them out. Nucleargarden.bandcamp.com. Got a big show today. Got my guy Cassius King from California to come on and talk about his latest effort, Cassius Kingdom. Man, this album is really something else. I can't wait to talk to him about this. We'll play a couple tracks on that album. And happy St. Patrick's Day. I guess depending on what day you press play on this, it might not be St. Patrick's Day. But <laughs> go ahead and uh, wear your green clothes and green beer and uh, watch Leprechaun or whatever, whatever people do on this day. Go celebrate. Speaking of beer... <laughs> the Infinite Torture segment is back for this episode, and I watched Roadhouse, which is about a bar that has a lot of fights, and Patrick Swayze is hired to keep it in line. So I put myself through it. Uh, there was a poll. Thanks, everybody, who participated in that poll. It was Beastmaster, The Room, and Roadhouse, and Roadhouse barely won. We were talking, like, maybe a couple votes, so... Unfortunately, uh, I had to watch it, and I did, and I'll talk about it later on. So it's only fitting that we're talking about a holiday where there's alcohol, and I'm talking about a movie that is about alcohol, sort of. But before we go forward, let's go back. Let's go ahead and play a flashback of last episode with Dr. Toons and King Who talking about their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. And of course, it's it's more than an album. It's a comic book. It's a multimedia experience. So let's flash back to both Dr. Toons and King Who talking about their track, Our Bad Karma. And you can hear it in that episode. So definitely go back and listen to the whole interview. Hear the couple songs we played from that album. But here we go, a flashback from last episode. What exactly is Our Bad Karma? So here's King Who and Dr. Toons from last episode talking about their track, Our Bad Karma, on the Infinite Banter Podcast. <laughs> I feel like the beat had that kind of ill, kind of almost like, uh, almost like you going crazy. I don't know, psychotic, almost. You know, it's got almost like a, a, little, a little, you know, what I'm saying something like that. Right. And it, and it's it, in a way where you know it starts and, and things start off. And I love how the, the flow starts off 
super coherent and you taking this a story and as it flows along it gets more free verse and open and vibes out as it goes through it gets more open it kind of delves into the madness a little further as it, as it, as it flows out yeah our bad karma was i was thinking about different things that we're repeating you know first of all the blackface joker is already kind of pissed off you can tell he's pissed off with his tone and voice you know yeah he's just frustrated <laughs> not having it yeah up, right <laughs> So he's already talking about things as if you should you should already know what he's talking about, you know. What's, what's also funny about that song is that song was actually first something that I wrote. It was like a sarcastic love song that the Blackface Joker wrote. Big shout out to Nuclear Garden, King Who, and Dr. Toons who were on their last episode talking about Legend of the Blackface Joker. All right, let's get into this episode. Cassius King is on the show. Mad excited to talk to him. We're going to talk about his album, Cassius Kingdom. We have an infinite torture segment. I watched Roadhouse. I have thoughts about what that was. And, <laughs> and a lot more. We're going to play a couple tracks from Cassius as well. So stay tuned. This is the Infinite Banter Podcast. Find it on all streaming platforms. Find it on social media at Infinite Banter Podcast. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Go on YouTube. You can hear clips, past shows. Just type in Infinite Banter on YouTube. And it's also on Spotify. There's a Spotify playlist. I'm essentially putting every artist that's ever been on here I'm adding a track to it during every episode, so the list gets longer and longer. I think I'm up to like nine hours of music on there, so definitely go check out the Infinite Banter Podcast playlist on Spotify. So let's get into it. Cassius King is here. Let's talk about his new album, Cassius Kingdom. Before we do that, as always, this show does not begin until the Hall of Famer, the king from Queens himself, DMC, says this right here. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history, and right now you're listening to infinite banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be i be infinite banter all right before we talk to cassius let's play a track from his album cassius kingdom this right here is skunk off of that new album keep your ears open because he has a walking dead reference in there and of course me being a walking dead fan definitely caught my attention so salute to cassius king let's go ahead and play a track from cassius before we have him on the show this right here is off of cassius kingdom this is skunk from cassius king on the infinite banter podcast and on the other side of this track we'll talk to the man himself about this album and much much more so here we go skunk from cassius kingdom from the one and only cassius king here on the infinite banter podcast oh, i'm on that stanky stanky Claiming you the dope is gonna approach this Cause I blaze your shh, smoke it down to the roaches Another dosage of the cocus And the hair on this, the fair on this The loaded double barrels in this Rag Robert swooped the new Chevrolet Camaro on this I make the dead walk, you think I brought Daryl and Carol in this Flip the rhyme pattern to the flows breaking my mind shattered Every line scattered across the globe, all nine planets My bad is eight now, you acting like a batch on your back Getting eight out, I huff and puff and blow All 50 fucking states down, plus I illustrate sound I revolve to every single shape's round I strong arm and Benedict Arnold's, this is Shakedown What you say now, I ask them when they want it And they say now, immediate skunk I aim a beam at the mainstream media skunk It ain't authentic till it got me in it Punk, the way I did it, you think a young nigga invented the skunk Self-centered when I enter, smell the center of the skunk then I break the blitty down and roll the switch with the scoff, scoff. 
My nigga Jack Spade throw grenades, sipping Henny. My nigga Blue shoot two two, sipping Henny. That nigga Bug, he in the hood, sipping Henny. How many skunks does he take? I said many, 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 many skunk, skunk. I'm on that stanky, stanky skunk. I'm on that give them what they want, bitch. When I say bitch, I don't mean that hardcore shit, that misogynistic. Patriarchal shit, call a sister bitch. Me, you acting like a bitch. The niggas ran you out the hood, had you packing like a bitch. When you turn my shit loud, that shit be slapping like a bitch. Said it was, then it wasn't. You backtracking like a bitch. Time to flip the script. Your granny knows the name, she know I do it big. A grandiose display, you and your pantyhose brigade is bitch made. When I say bitch, don't get dismayed. This that new, new scoff. That world world scoff. Trying to rap like the cash. I told him, do you scoff? Claiming he the best, I'm like, who you punk? You get ate up like the rest, you some true fool scum The way I did it, you think a nigga invented the scum Self-centered when I enter, smell the scent of the scum Then I break a blitty down and roll a switch with the scum Scum My nigga Jack Spade throw grenades, sipping Henny My nigga Blue shoot two tools, sipping Henny That nigga Bug, he in the hood, sipping Henny How many stunts does it take? I said many, 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 many Many scum. The petrified human ain't fit to be consuming scum. I liberate the workforce, then name the union scum. Been years, but all my niggas funk, so at the reunion it's scum. I name the revolution movement scum. This that dirty scientific scum. Too tremendous and terrific scum. One hit, you get addicted scum. Originator, call me Mr. Scum. Yo, what up? It's your man, Michael Myers, man. When I'm not bashing seeds over the head with Mike stands, we're chilling on the Infinite Podcast, man. We're chilling. We're doing it right. We're doing it big. You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by an MC. It's a straight banger of an album out right now called Cassius Kingdom. The one and only Cassius King is here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. What's up, Cassius King? Yo, yo, what up, world? How y'all doing? Good, man. I'm really excited to talk to you about this album, Cash's Kingdom, and a lot of other albums and songs I've discovered while finding, you know, your music online and everything. Uh, but before we get into that, introduce yourself to the audience and anybody who's maybe not familiar with your work, you know, who, how long you've been in the game, how you got your start and everything. Oh, um, my alias is Cash's King, but a lot of people also know me as Cost, C-O double dollar sign or C-O-S-S. I went from Cost from like 08 when I dropped my first official release with Trez Records called Khakis and Tailors. It was a little 12-inch vinyl press-up. And then after that, we did um, we did the Sleepwalking mixtape in 2011. And then around like 2013, and then my, my debut album, Before I Woke, dropped on Trez in 2011. 2011 was a busy year. We dropped Sleepwalking, Before I Woke, and Instrumentable Motion all that year. Man. And then a couple years later, around right after I dropped The Grayer Skies, which is, happens to be like my, my fan base is one of their favorites, um, that's when I switched over to the Cassius King brand. And I've been rocking with that since like 2014, 2015. And you're out of L.A., right? Yeah, Lemur Park out of out of South Southwest LA, West Side, Lemur Park. Man. Definitely representing, you know, home of Project Blow, the Art Walk, a lot of lot of rich culture down here. Who were some of the influences for you out in LA? Of course, you know, there's lots of West Coast artists we could talk on, but even some maybe some East Coast ones as well. But LA has a rich history with MCs and hip hop in general. Yeah. My my biggest influence as far as my content um was Tupac Shakur. You know, um, 
but you know, like a, a a mixture of influences, ranging all the way from AC Alone to Ice Cube. Then I was heavily influenced by the Midwest, so like Young Buck, Psychodrama, Twister, really um, Big Boy from Outkast. But as far as like LA primarily, man, everything from like the very hip hop based shit to the gangster shit, all mixed in to kind of like inform my style. You know what I mean, like everything from the alcoholics to, to exhibit all the way down to like corrupt South central cartel, you know, brother Lynch hung all that shit. E 40. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I got love for the, all the way from the Bay. Oh, yuck mouth. Yuck mouth. There you man. go. Yeah. Yuck mouth played a big, both like raspy energetic yuck mouth and laid back yuck mouth. Both versions influenced <laughs> me. A man, that's great. And you know, I'm in Chicago. So hearing you say, those Midwest artists definitely hits home here, too. So a salute for bringing them up. But, yeah, the, you named some artists. And the thing about West Coast music is that there's a lot of different ranges. I mean, you, you mentioned like Yuck Mouth and Tupac and Ice Cube. I mean, there's a lot of difference there. It's not all the same sound. And I think that's what really makes L.A. and the West Coast really a, a really special spot, you know, on the hip-hop map. Yeah. I mean, like, the cultures in the, in the Bay and L.A. are so distinctly different. It's almost like two different states. You know what I mean? And then you've got Arizona. You got Washington, you know, there's a big hip hop scene in Seattle that a lot of people aren't familiar with. You got Oregon, you know, so like there's a lot more to the West Coast than just Cali. So, yeah, there's a lot going on out here, man. There's some cats up in Washington and Tacoma that are doing their thing out there, um, you know, in, in Seattle. Yeah, man, you know, it's, it's a whole a whole movement out here. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about Oregon and Arizona, but it sounds like we need to start paying attention to those places yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, like, the cats up in, like, Washington almost have kind of, like, a Bay kind of vibe to their shit. You know what I mean? Like, feels more like the Bay than L.A., you know. L.A. is pretty distinct, you know, right. from every, you know, it's, it's kind of, like, got its own groove. We got our own accents, like, you know, the, that whole, like, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, that whole kind of steeze that he presented is so drastically different from what you might get from, like, a, you know, um, you know, a Bay Area artist you know, somebody like an E-40 or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah, man. I mean, California is so large. I mean, it would only make sense that, you know, different spots on the map would have a different flavor, different sound. You know, you think about like Fashion or like, you know, Rasco, Planet Asia. There's so many different sounds yeah, depending on where you yeah. are on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's funny you mentioned uh, uh, Planet Asia because Johas actually um, reminds me a bit stylistically of Planet Asia. And Asia's from Fresno. Johas is from Dago. You know what I there mean? You go. Like, there's so many different areas. Yeah, like like the whole Fresno Sincal, you know what I mean? And that's not the Bay, and that's not Southern. That's a whole different section. That's Central Cali. So it's like all, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big ecosystem in California, man. You know, you got, it's kind of like Texas where you got like three states in one, in one state. Right. Yeah, it's so big, you can't help but have different areas you can almost break it up in three sections and have three different uh states out of it and shout out to my guy mr hooper out in sacramento he's another one that's out there just oh, so much town, yeah like mozzie the whole sack town movement like i fuck with mozzie tough like mozzie is like almost like contemporary e40 to me the way he creates his own slang and his own lingo and he doesn't really adapt he, he has other people adapt to his like innovation and it really reminds me of what E40 was doing in his prime. So yeah, shouts out to Sacramento. You got the San Jose, you got, you know, Stockton, Richmond, you know, um, yeah, man, that's a lot of rich coat. And I ain't even touched on my own people like blue, you know, and the, oh, the whole 30 cents. So, and blue has been on a hell of a run like the past couple of years, man. He's really like re-cementing his legacy. You know what I mean? 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh yeah, I mean, going back to him doing stuff with Exile and and I see you got a lot of tracks with Blue. How how far you guys go back and been working together? Oh man, I met Blue all the way back in 03. Um I was I actually met Blue before I even met Exile, Dirty Science, anything. It was me and Blue and um he had another uh partner he rapped with named Jack and they had a crew called Black and Blue, the Bruise Brothers. And that was his original duo um when I met him with our producer who happened to produced the joint uh, that Slaughterhouse just, well, yeah, you know, the latest incarnation of Slaughterhouse. Right. Just put out <laughs> Doyle and, uh, and uh, Crooked, the, the the vacancy joint. My boy Els produced that, and he was originally the producer for the Bruise Brothers, uh, Donnell Smokes and Blue. And then Blue met Exile in 04, 03, and, you know, the rest is history, so. Yeah, he's been a staple out there for like 20 years, just doing great music we've been hearing out here and everywhere else. Uh, yeah, shout out to Blue and and uh, you guys have a couple tracks. Like I was mentioning, you know, the Boom Bap Cadillac joint really got me. And uh, JJ and J is another banger. Uh, talk yeah. about those tracks. Hey, I'm happy man. you mentioned that because folks slept on that one. They did. That one kind of got, yeah, it was a little sleepy, sleepy time with that one. But, uh, Wake the fuck up. A <laughs> little NyQuil treatment with that. But there it, it just happens like that sometimes. But yeah, I got a ton of tracks. I'm working on a project with Beatnik D. And I swear I was telling Beatnik, we got like five joints with Blue. I was saying we should like force Blue to do an album with us by taking all of the joints and making an EP out of it. Like, dude against his will like nigga you doing an album whether you like it or not nah I ain't gonna do it like that but yeah I got a lot of unreleased shit with Blue like I got a joint called J.D. Salinger with Blue and Donnell I haven't dropped I got a joint called um, Boulevard with Blue that's really dope that I haven't dropped and not to mention all the features on um, on the Beat Nick D project so yeah man more stuff to come with Blue in the future for sure yeah that was gonna be my next question like you guys might as well just put an album out or an EP at least because you have so much material I mean you could definitely do I- something I stepped away from Dirty Science as an immediate member and shots out to Dirty Science, much love and respect to the whole crew. But I stepped away. So I we kind of we, we're not as close as we used to be on a professional level. But eventually, yeah, man, I want to do something with him, you know. Oh, and congratulations to Blue, too. He just had a new son oh, about wow. a week or two. Congrats, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I've got a two-year-old daughter, so I definitely my first kids. So oh, I know what man. that's like, man. That's a that's a the, big the, day. The, the terrible twos in effect. Oh man. man, she's I don't as far as I know, she's better than most. <laughs> yeah, oh hey, you got lucky. You got, I think so. You got lucky. <laughs> um I love kids too. I just, I love other, you know, like other, I like to be able to give them back. Like, here you go, man. She's very cute. And then hand them back to their parents. Like, Oh man. Yeah. That's how I used to, I'm, a, I'm an uncle of two, you know, two. I have a nephew and a niece and I was like that all the time. Take them out to a movie or something. And it's like, here you go. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I heard it's like a different kind of love once you have your own kid. And it's yes, indeed. Everybody around me is having kids. Like, I'm like the last one left on this island of, like, adulthood with no children. <laughs> I'm like, I have some kids, so I have something in common with all of my friends. Like, Oh, <laughs> man. Now you can be like, I get it why you couldn't go out all the time. I get why you were yeah. in the house before, even before COVID. I get it now. <laughs> For real. And then I know I, that's just going to be weird with Blue's kind of like unconventional lifestyle, you know, having a kid and then trying to be on the road. I know it's going to be kind of a, a balancing act. I shouldn't put this out here, but uh, I use her sometimes as an excuse not to do shit. I'd be like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah. I got <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, hey, it's better than coming with these elaborate lies, because trust me, people be knowing you lying. Like, I be telling people all types of shit. They be like, bro, just say you don't want to go. Like, right, right. <laughs> you talking about you babysitting in Vegas and shit. Don't nobody believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got yeah, I got my two year old at the Luxor. We're we're at the table. <laughs> busy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's great, man. And another track I want to bring up with Blue was this um, Nirvana joint. Uh, man, that one one of my favorite Lucy's I saw on the Bandcamp uh, page. Uh, talk about that one. It's crazy that you mentioned Nirvana too, because Cinema to Graffiti produced that. And um, well, first let me speak on Nirvana specifically. It was just a joint that kind of came together. Like I sent the beat to Blue and was like, "Yo, you down to hop on this?" And I, if I recall, I hadn't even laid my verse yet. And then Blue blessed it. I just told him that the joint was Nirvana. That was the concept. And he came through with his verse. Then I laid it. Then Yamin Somali came through and really, yeah, like, that's he has my personal favorite verse on the joint. And, um, yeah, and then Jeff came through. My manager was like, yo, I'm trying to get on it. I'm like, you trying to get on it? He was like, I'm trying to get on it. I'm like, all right. Jeff hopped on it, and it, it turned into something. And Jeff's got, like, the special touch. He doesn't, like, he doesn't really rap, like, you know, seriously. But every time we put him on some shit, it does super well. Because he was on um, Johnson and Johnson and Johnson, right. too. And that went really well. So it's like Jeff is the good luck charm. But I'm putting out a joint called um, – um, heaven man earth and it's a mega song it has 11 beats meshed into a 11 minute time frame and we're dropping that in in early april and cinema to graffiti produced that as well so we got yeah. more shit coming man that's that's cool man and the thing about the nirvana joint it's like a passing a baton song because you got three dudes just all just killing it on the verses what's that like when there's one or two of you guys on a verse and I'm guessing it's like, you know, oh, I just heard his. I got to do my thing. I got to come come correct. You know, what's that like? When there, is there like any competition or is it more just we're just all bringing bars? And it, It's weird. We living in this era now. Like my, one of my favorite MCs, Cy R. the kid, just dropped the project. And he's got a lot of features on it. And it just creates this climate where everybody's always like who had the hottest verse because he did a joint with T.I. and Ty Hyder Prince. And so for me personally, I like to like not try to compete with the people I'm rapping with. But I know that it's a competition at all times because that's just how the fans are. They always like right. judging at the best verse. So it, it, it's a thing where you you never want to go first. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> that's a, you don't want to like get renegated and shit. Like, like Eminem, I was about to say that, that the, yeah, what Nas said about Eminem and Jay-Z on Ether. Ever since then, it's like, oh, be careful about those guest appearances. And you, know, <laughs> and you know what's crazy about that is that Jay-Z wrote his shit after Eminem and still couldn't talk because uh... that shit was originally Royce and Eminem. And they took Royce off and replaced him with Jay. So Jay had the advantage. He had the Eminem verse there and, and, right. and was able to hear it. But, hey, it was just one of those classic performances <laughs> that could not be taught. 
So yeah, it's always competition. And, and you got you win some and you lose some. Sometimes you get it, sometimes they get it. You know what I mean? And some artists are really strong on features and some artists are stronger on their own material. So it just depends on what your strong suit is. Right. And it can go the other way too, like that LL joint with cannabis where he's like, okay, I'm going to do a whole verse to just demolish this little kid. <laughs> just, just, just said something on my, on my track. And that's a whole different yeah. story there. But That shit was weird though because cannabis was like, yo, L, let me borrow that mic on your arm and LL was like, what? You can't hit me. He thought that shit was disrespect. I was like, he's like showing you homage. But like, same thing happened with the game and and Yuckmouth back in the day where the game was like, they had a little falling out. And then the game was like, yo, let's do a song together. And Yuck was like, cool, cool. Yeah, we squashing the beef. And during the verse, Yuck is like, yeah, we gonna squash the beef. And the game came through like, yeah, I'm on the track with this bitch ass nigga right here. And it was like, yo, he blindsided him, got on the same song Ouch. and dissed him on the song. So That's crazy. Just be sure when you're working with an artist that they are your friend. Like. And never ask to borrow a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't actually do that, but that's cool, man. I get, I got it. L, L L's used to beefing, so he he definitely took it to heart. Yeah. <laughs> this album here, Cash's Kingdom, I I really got to give you high praise on this. There's some real real strong tracks on here, and right off the bat, you know, track one, when you're you're referencing Tupac and Coltrane and Hendrix, it's just um, man, salute. Yeah, man, and it's an interesting backstory to that project too, because it was originally produced by J Fifty Seven, um, and then. Yeah, and then and everything's cool with me and J57. We just it, it never came out, and I was like, "Yo, I really like this shit." And, you know, I, I don't I don't have the uh you know the green light to put it out without you know me and Jay doing it together. So I took it to Clouded Slum. My go, he's kind of like the exile to, to my blue. You know what I mean? Like my my go to producer, he remixed the whole right. thing. So it gave it this like organic, cohesive feel because Clouded was able to like shape the entire project exactly the way he wanted, you know, so it's like literally produced, you know, like a lot of projects are more like beat maker shit where like cats just rap over beats like no, every iota, every inch of this project is meticulously produced. So and I really like the uh, in between like Black Brain and Cassius uh, and Kingdom Come. There's like a guitar kind of thing that he does. Right. And I I never rapped over that kind of production before. So it was dope to do something that was different from what I usually put out. Yeah, man. There's a lot of instrumentation on here. I mean, I'll just go right to it. Oh, the track we're talking about, by the way, is called Circadian Rhythm. But another track, probably my favorite on here is Dust to Dust. I'm sure you're hearing a lot about that track. And, you know, a lot oh, of the, yeah. Yeah, it's just the, the stuff you're singing. Or, first of all, I never heard anybody ever rap about FDR in a song before so yeah <laughs> that's some new I'm, shit I'm a, I'm a far leftist political junkie, oh i'm right there so. with you so i was yeah. i was i was pumping my fist in the car when i was listening to it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm like a, i'm a serious progressive and shit like i, I could I, tell I, I'm, <laughs> my rational national humanist report shit real tough yeah we're in those times yeah. where you need that i think you know oh my god but yeah that's that's yeah. right i mean if you a person a rapper for the people you know, then you got to be able to speak on on these on these things that are really going to impact the people and give them mobility. 100%. I think knowing about like the New Deal and knowing about, you know, about what legislation is going to impact your life. I, I, I miss that aspect of hip hop. It's not enough. Right. Because I think like with like rappers like Freddie and Benny and Rock Marks, what they do, that's needed. We need that, that shit. But it, there used to be more of a balance in hip hop where you had to street shit. But then you also had, you know, cats that was coming from a different perspective. And I just missed the versatility in the content, you know. So I just try to be true to myself, you know, the same way the street rappers are true to themselves. I try to be true to me, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're definitely living in times where there's plenty of content 
you know, you could talk about. It's not like, you know, everything's great and, you know, <laughs> everything's peaceful. There's there's a lot yeah. to say. So it's kind of hard to believe sometimes there's not more cats taking those chances and, you know, trying to do like the Chuck D of now and talk about something yeah. that's happening currently. Yeah. You know, I mean, from what my little cousins always tell me, she's like, yo, us young kids, my cousin's like 19, 18, 19. She's like, yo, we just want to vibe. We don't really want all that lyrical stuff. Ooh, ooh. I'm like, well, I mean we is not a monolith everybody doesn't think or feel the same about everything you know and i think there's a room for versatile styles and you can you have to create the wave that you want to see you know what i mean i'm i'm kind of happy because like my cousin always telling me she's like yo nobody raps the way you rap now and everybody i was like i like that just makes me more unique right you know if i'm still doing this kind of style and everybody's doing that i kind of like being unique and not being you know there's nothing wrong with what everybody else is doing i'm not one of these artists that thinks that you know, this kind of hip hop elitist purist kind of perspective where I think this kind of hip hop is acceptable and this kind of, no, I think there's room for everything, but I do want everything, not just one of something. You know what I mean? Who says you can't nod your head to something that's positive in the first place? I, mean, I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, or even just like intellectual or sophisticated, right. like, you know, same way, like I listen to nothing but British drill all day. You know what I mean? So like, I, I you know, all they talk about is shanking and, and murdering each other, you know, like, and I get enjoyment out of that, even though my music is nothing like that. So it can be the, uh, it can be the antithesis of that with somebody who, you know, you could get enjoyment from my shit, even if you might be more prone to liking street shit. You know what I mean? There you go. I mean, it, it, there's enough for everybody. We could all, listen, you know, like different styles and different uh, flavors. But uh, I, yeah, I definitely miss when there's a lot more of a political movement in the game. And there's, there is, there's definitely, you know, you mentioned Kendrick Lamar on that first track and, you know, there's definitely people who are doing that, but yeah, there, use a little bit more. I think there could be a little yeah. bit more of it. <laughs> it was kind of like the, I think the deeper discussion that No Name was trying to have with J. Cole and it kind of evolved into like a personal thing, but I think she was really just trying to call you know, like it was really that like Uncle Ben shit that he said to Spider Man with great power comes great responsibility. True. And that's what she was trying to I'm like, bro, you got a platform. You could be saying a lot more and doing a lot more than what you're doing. And these days kind of complacency and kind of like indifference is kind of celebrated, you know, like I don't really want you know, because like even Kendrick kind of disappointed me through the years that I thought he had more to say and you know, and he's just kind of been gone. Right. You know, through very pivotal I don't think he owes me anything. I just expected something that didn't come to fruition you know but um yeah yeah you, you know. can say that and when about cats like kendrick are gone it leaves a void right you know kendrick's been gone for five six years and it's left a void you know that that only a certain kind of unique talent can fill you know yeah someone has to pick up that baton and and be next and uh yeah you know i don't want to hear pete davidson rhymes i'd rather hear something yeah. about I just don't care. I, I, I really don't care. about Putin from X90210 actresses and shit. Like, <laughs> Who cares? Bars, man. <laughs> but hey, there is a lot of dope shit. I mean, Conway dropped a really dope album. Benny just dropped some really dope shit. Sayari the Kid that I think a lot, of, and I know I'm not pronouncing this wrong. His, I mean, I'm not pronouncing his name right. It's more like Sari, Sari right. the Kid, but I always struggle. It's spelled S-Y-A-R-I the Kid. Um, that dude is... <laughs> incredible talent bro he does like trap singing bar shit and he just dropped the project um i think dropped today that's just heavy bar shit you know what i mean um so yeah it's a lot of ill shit out there right now i need to check that out i'm not uh, i don't think i'm familiar with that so i'll definitely have to hear yeah, that's it that's hey, a that's check a... outside bro and this is his bar project the one he just dropped so yeah you don't want to fuck with that you know when no he goes doubt. in on his bar and he i mean that dude is 
slept on it underappreciated man for real no doubt definitely will check him out and you know another track on here that i felt like a standout track was skunk and being a big walking dead fan salute for mentioning carol and daryl i, I yeah <laughs> that was a big you can tell what time period i wrote it and shit like yeah. you know what i'm saying I was big on The Walking Dead until the head bashing incident with Glenn. And Man, like, everybody right, jumped off at that point. I'm out of here. Damn. It, was too, it was like, y'all getting so desperate. This is turning into torture porn, and I'm not I'm not here for it. Like, it was too much. <laughs> Before then, I was yeah. I, I Everybody that tells me they jumped off, like 90% of the time, that's the jumping off point. Man, it's, it's And now crazy. they got one on Netflix called Black Summer that's even more depressing. If that's possible, you know, <laughs> yeah, why, why, that's why I watched the show called Station Eleven. It's a dystopian show, but they took a different approach. And it was refreshing to watch a dystopian show where people weren't like eating each other and shit. I was like, all right, I need this. <laughs> I need a different approach because I'm, I'm burnt on like the, the bleak dystopian kind of shit. No, I feel you on that. I mean, uh, Z Nation was another zombie show I used to get into and it was more fun than Walking Dead. It wasn't so much of the... Uh you know, the drama that it is. And I still watch it. I'm, I'm a completist. I'll, I'll finish it. I'll be there at the end. But uh, I, I see why you jumped off. I understand it. <laughs> but uh, I had one of my friends trying to get me back on it, though. He was explaining to me everything that's been happening since I stopped watching. Told me there was some spinoff they did set like 20 years in the future with some kids. I heard that one just got canceled. Nah, yeah. Now, nah, you don't you don't need to come back. I I, yeah. <laughs> I I actually complained on my last episode that Walking Dead has gotten too soft. They don't even have zombies hardly anymore. And they're eating ice cream all the time. I, I can't. Come on, <laughs> I need yeah. some tougher that show, stuff. That show jumped the shark a long time ago. It's too many. It's too much good content out there, man. I just got finished watching um, what you call it, uh, peace peacemaker or what is it, peace? peace. Oh, is it the one with John Cena? Yeah, yeah. I haven't good. seen that. Is that that's good? Yeah, and then the, and then there's another one called Reacher on Amazon with the with with the buff dude that was in Titans. That was really good too. So it's it's a ton of shit out there. Man, I still need to see Squid Game. I'm way behind on a lot of the oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squid Game was a moment. It was <laughs> one of those cultural moments. Everybody was had Squid Game fever and shit. <laughs> Man, yeah, I I'll definitely check it out. It's just uh, you know, with the little one, I got to pick and choose my battles. I can only only uh, watch so much. And uh, Walking Dead is the one thing I haven't given up yet. But I'm I'm on the fence about jumping off of that one. But I'll definitely check hey, out Peacemaker. Hey, don't sleep on the kids stuff, though. Well, <laughs> she's really young, though. Yeah, Coco Melon is what we watch. That's our yeah, joint yeah. in Sesame Street. But they got, they got, yeah, she's still, like, yeah, but, like, around, like, eight or nine, they got some really dope shit for kids, like Kipo and Infinity Train and, like, a lot of dope uh, Gravity Falls. Like, oh, so you're up, you're up on it. it. You going out? You're up on it, huh? You know all the... Uh... Hey, that's the stuff that all the adults fuck with. There you go. it's so good. Like, Gravity Falls is, like, super popular with men in their, like, 30s and 40s. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's why I watch it. But, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that's, quote, unquote, like, Gumball. supposed to be, quote, unquote, for kids. But it's like, you know, this shit is written almost like it's for adults. See, there you go. Yeah, I see a lot of people watch stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cartoons. I mean, she watches SpongeBob. I, I know that's more for kids, but I can get into it a little bit or you you mentioned gumball that's another one yeah um yeah. Old, old spongebob is really really good the newer stuff it, spongebob kind of had the same tra- trajectory as the simpsons started off really 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 stellar and just kind of devolved so, hey sadly that's happened to rick and morty too man like yeah rick and morty used to be really good and i i watched the most recent season i'm like what the fuck happened to the writing <laughs> oh, man. Like, so 
I still watch South Park. I mean, they still do their thing. They, they're topical. They still find things that's happening and find a way to, to twist it and play with it. They haven't fallen off too much, but they don't do more than eight South episodes Park a year. Was, I think they were good because they, they kind of tried to keep it apolitical. Like, they went after everybody. You know right. what I mean? So it never became too much of a virtue signal for either side. But I just think everything becomes old eventually, you know, and just kind of, you know, when you have an artistic output, it, it, you know, after a while, it just gets stale. That's why a lot of shows don't last more than five, six, seven seasons because it just you just run out of content or mm-hmm. you jump the shark at one point or another. And yeah, Walking Dead is in season 11. It's getting to a point like, that's it. You can't do any more of this. Yeah. So, <laughs> they, I mean, they split the final season. I saw that they split the final season into three different parts. I'm like, yo, just just wrap it up. Like, what? what you know, like... <laughs> Gosh, they're making this such an elaborate thing. Yeah, they're they're stretching it out, and I, I think COVID kind of had them delayed a bit, so they're trying to make up for lost time for the, you know, the the season or so they missed out on. But yeah, it's not necessary. They could have just went right to the point. I, I couldn't believe that Negan was still alive. I'm like, he, I, I, that's because they like that actor. He's he's King. really good. I mean, he and he's yeah. probably the biggest star still because Rick is gone. Spoiler. That's why they kept him alive. And then I heard they're even like alluding to like a romance with him and Maggie. I'm that like, what? doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who bashed her husband's head in the mush. She's gonna have a, like, give me a break. This shit is getting silly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Supposedly they're gonna have a spinoff. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's the word. Word on the uh, the streets of Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll probably watch I, it, but I don't understand it. <laughs> I think the you know first it was the vampire craze in the early two thousands, then it was the zombies, and I think we're just out of that. Everything is euphoria now. <laughs> right. That's what the kids are into now. You, grown people playing teenagers having sex and getting high. That's <laughs> that to be what everybody. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to watch this show that over-sexualizes teenagers, but they're really adults playing teenagers, and then I feel like a pedophile, cause I'm, but then I have to keep reminding myself that they're adults, but I, it doesn't make me feel better, and it's just like, I'd just rather not watch it. <laughs> no, nah, there's too many asterisks in there. <laughs> you can't do it, man. <laughs> that was the first part of my conversation with Cassius King. Let's go ahead and play a track from his new album, Cassius Kingdom. This right here is Dust to Dust. Straight banger right here. Real different sound, and I really feel it. And, of course, everything he's saying in here, 100% co-sign that. So let's play this new track from Cassius King. Do a quick sponsor read, and we'll get right back into the interview with the one and only Cassius King. But right here, this is Dust to Dust off of Cassius Kingdom on the Infinite Banter Podcast. with my mind oh yes this is the climb i elevate i'm restless as the sky i never sleep just like your son though hoping his father would come home the root of my earth is unknown i'm watching this country become rome i mean ancient rome paint your dome red this belong to donald if a damn show ain't your wrongs show you right and ain't your wrongs tell master i run faster I don't need his help. When 400 of the whole population trying to seize the wealth, born in wealth, 
now they trying to hoard the wealth, the scorn is felt. Crown on my head, yeah, the thorns is felt, piercing through my skull. If you down with revolution, let me know. This is for my sisters, this is for my Negro fucker, neoconservative and a neoliberal. Most these crap bros turn to assholes, snatch your capital after tassels. Finna run up in the capital, storm the gate and burn the castle. I'm here to start woke, shit you don't even consider this hip hop a legitimate art form anyway, my ninja. Okay, 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 tell me why the radio never played that ninja cash us, cash us, kingdom burn the Camelot to ash us, ash us to ash us and dust to dust, fucking with my ninjas to get your ass fucked up, okay, 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 you feel this is the new deal on some FDR, FML, I'm on some time to kill, Sammy Jack to these Johnny, send me back to the motherland. Okay, okay, I'll be slave whipping, black lynching, messing with my mind. Oh, yes, this is the climb. I reached the peak, but even there, beneath the deepest thoughts, I received defeat. A priceless loss, the price it cost to buy the cost. Okay, raised up in this devil nation. Reservations, no reparations. They bred us for extermination. We survived determination to reach the sky. My advice, walk a slice. Take a whole thing, my nigga, eat the pie and spit it out. Okay, 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 okay. Crack slinging, gang banging, destiny for black. Seven years after my new captors arrested me for crack. If you colored, ain't no contest. They turn you back to slave in the industrial complex. The confines of prison poppies. It's for my sisters, twists and swishes. How you living, mommy? Babies raising babies. Hope you roar for you. is a mommy. Raising seeds. Slowly I descended from the trees. Now I raise the leaf. Okay, 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 okay. Tell me why the radio never played that ninja cash us, cash us, kingdom burnt the Camelot to ash us, ash us to ash us and dust to dust. Fucking with my ninjas to get your ass fucked up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you feel. This is the new deal on some FDR, FML, I'm on some time to kill. Sammy Jack took these Johnny, send me back to the motherland, okay? Profits margin, profit margin, Homer margin, Lisa too. By the real, don't lease the truth. My tongue's a gun, my teeth's a tool, and teach the youth. I used to be a younger man. They hung the man for hanging out in a sundown town. You genetically exposed, that's why your sundown now. Switch a rolling, pill rolling, messing with my mind. Oh, yes, this is the climb. I elevate, I'm restless as the high. When the beat won't never come down, we pop that thing repeating and we come down. I lived a million lifetimes between one mile and one step. Them colored humans be getting a bread on. I keep my ears clear and keep a spirit to put your head on. Gang banging, folk hanging, beat stumping, pulsating, anti God, pro Satan, money tricking, dough saving, folks tricking, folks saking. The original man. Man of the Lord, mouth's a gun, heart's a saber, lips grenade, tongues a sore for war outside. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me why the radio never played that ninja cash us, cash us. Kingdom burnt the Camelot to ash us, ash us to ash us and dust to dust. Fucking with my ninjas to get your ass fucked. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You feel this is the new deal on some FDR, FML. I'm on some time to kill. Sammy Jack, till these Johnny send me back to the motherland. Okay, let me see. We got, we got shadow boxing, cattle prodded, AIDS degraded, slave traded, ghetto trap, systematic, systemic, drug dealing, thug killing. 
blood selling, car villains, New Jersey drive cars stealing, moms using, cops abusing, drugs using, cops abusing, on the shawl, car cruising, clock shooters, cop cruisers, motherfucking crooked pigs, you know that nigga got that food, he get the kitchen cooking it, ain't no room to cooks in it, my niggas know, devastation as they roll with no destination, they think they gon' fail well, that's the bigotry of no expectations and vocations ain't simple, as he's riding on the handles of the psycho, right now, Scratch, freedom fighters, clock your stash While my niggas knock the trap Careful steps and watch for traps I'm a hope giving, throat twisting Keep it clean but bust the rocket My people fail so low they got to reach up To touch the bottom Okay, 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 okay Tell me why the radio never play my ninja cash us Cash us, kingdom burn the camera lot to ashes Ashes to ashes and dust to dust Fucking with my people, look at your ass fucked up Okay, 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 you fellas. This is the new deal on some FDR. F them all, I'm on some time to kill. Sammy Jack, to these Johnny send me back. What's good, everyone? This is your man, M. Waysom, a.k.a. He Did It Again. And you're listening to the Infinite Banner Podcast, where the conversation can and will go in any direction. Music, movies, TV, sports, video games, life, and even cereal, because it's the Infinite Banner Podcast. Check it out. Hydronique Hydration, a new wellness brand, arose during the pandemic when its CEO, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing frequent headaches. The brand shares the landmark cross-sectional research study revealing that up to 81% of all frontline healthcare workers experience headaches associated with the increased use of PPE, personal protective equipment. The CEO explains the equipment we wear to protect ourselves actually result in irregular eating and drinking habits all day and night. We often leave work burnt out, malnourished, and dehydrated, thereby leading to headaches and other health-related problems. Beyond the glaring issues surrounding PPE use during COVID-19, the company's founder points out that all people struggle with adequate hydration and nutrition at some point or another, and we often turn to quick fixes, energy drinks, and sugary juices with occasional sips of water in between. To provide people with an easy way to remedy this, Hydronique Hydration went to work to create high-quality, nutrient-rich, and sugar-free powdered formulas. Their first offering is a hydration electrolyte powder packet containing key vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and antioxidants, including elderberry. This once-a-day, zero-calorie powdered beverage dissolves in water or beverage of choice and is perfect for that immune boost during times of seasonal variation when traveling or for daily maintenance. And I can attest to it. I've been taking it for about a month now, and I feel great. My energy levels are much higher, and I'm not yearning for those you know, sugary drinks or coffee or whatever I would normally drink. It definitely help you with your energy levels, especially when you're like me chasing a two-year-old around. Hydronique Hydration powdered beverage formulations are packed full of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, offering a more complete package of nutrients than sports drinks and liquid energy supplements. Plus, it helps you hydrate, unlike traditional multivitamin pills or tablets. So check out the direct link for Hydronique Hydration in our show notes. Internationally known to roam your zone. This is your boy, Music G. This is your man, Mr. Hooper, repping the 916. And we're about to draw Jack on this show with D. DJ Soundwave. Infinite banter. Bantering on to the break of dawn. Bang.
Let's get back into my conversation with Cassius King as we talk about his new banger, Cassius Kingdom, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Back to the album, Cassius Kingdom. Talk about the the concept of this album. Like how long you've been working on it, and, and the, the cover art is pretty cool too. Yeah, I have a. I've been dealing with a, the same artist for like three years now. Her name is uh, Eden Redpath, but she actually just got married and um she moved on to doing more like uh video stuff so she plugged me with her younger sister olivia redpath and she she did that cover um and i love it 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 is really one of it ended up being one of my favorite covers and she has a similar style to uh to eden um visually but as far as the project yeah the whole concept is like it kind of kind of was influenced by meditation and you know the techniques you're taught with meditating is trying to find that bring yourself back to the present find that inner peace well Cassius kingdom is about building that 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 paradise in your mind that place you can go to at any point when you're stressed out no one can take it from you and you don't need to obtain it through material possessions or through money or anything like that you build it within your own psyche that own that inner peace so that's kind of what the Cassius kingdom concept represents you know and it, and like i said i started working on it right after i finished my my album that's actually coming out because Cassius kingdom is just my um valentine's day project i drop one every year but my album is actually we're gonna drop that in april and i worked on so the album actually was done before Cassius kingdom but the album is way doper like Cassius kingdom <laughs> is it's Cool, but the album is like another level of, of of nuance and complexity. And that one's called The Weight of Wind. Man, look forward yeah. to that. So it's going to be Cash's Kingdom was February 14th. And then we're dropping Heaven Man Earth, which is basically like an EP condensed into one track, 11 minutes. And it, it and it's 11 different beats all blended together. It's really dope. I can't wait to drop that one. Then Sitcom after that with, with Jeff Johnson the second, where we're just kind of like touching on different shows and everything from the 90s and it's all about just listening to it and having fun with catching all the references and it's you know we had a lot of fun with that one and then after that we're going right into the album the weight of win aka the wow so yeah wow see there you go catches kingdom was just like the appetizer that was just like yeah, the start of yeah, it all that's, that's awesome a little warm. i'm really anxious to like keep hit you know delivering this year because catches kingdom was just the warm-up you know what i mean um I really, really, truly believe that the album is just, it's better. You know what I mean? And Heaven Man Earth is, everything is like a, I want to progress forward. So everything's a little better than the last. That makes sense. Yeah, you got to keep moving forward and do the next thing and the next thing. And, you know, obviously you want to promote the stuff you've done and let heads know about things you have done and finished. But yeah, that next thing is always on your mind too. And uh, any visuals on this Cash's Kingdom album or anything? Or should we just, just play the album nah. and listen to it and wait for the next one? <laughs> Nah, yeah, the budget is tight right now. Got you. So we didn't have it in the budget to be able to shoot any visuals for it. We did have a video we put out last year for Boomback Cadillac with Spider-Man and all that. It was really dope. Um, so check out the Boomback Cadillac video. That's that's off the album, The Weight of Wind, that will be dropping in April. Um, and we dropped um, uh, Glory last year, too, both videos directed by Chancellor Haynes. Um, so, yeah, but no visuals for Cash's Kingdom. That was just my little V-Day free treat for everybody so man he can't yeah, beat we, that and you brought up glory i, I love that album cover because i'm a comic book fan and that that x-men cover with malcolm x and uh dude salute that that was awesome who who put that together yeah. um jeff actually found the artist that did that um i apologize to the artist i don't remember his name off the top but it was a concept i came up with called malcolm x-men where we take civil rights leaders and we mesh them together with uh with with popular like x-men characters comic book characters so jeff was professor he was uh professor malcolm x <laughs> and i was uh old man cassius clay you know which is a play on old man logan right um 
you know, combined with Muhammad Ali. So yeah, Jeff was Professor X combined with Malcolm X, which is now I'm about to get real nerdy on you because in the comic, uh, Magneto actually represents uh, Malcolm X and Professor X represents Martin Luther King. And they're supposed to be allegories for those people, those characters. I mean, those. Uh, historical I see people. where you're going with that. Okay. So we kind of switched it around where we combine Malcolm X with Professor X instead of what is traditionally Martin Luther King. Because, you know, Magneto was the one who wanted to fuck shit up. And, <laughs> and Professor X was the one who was always like, no, Magneto, we need to make peace with the humans. Right. Magneto, fuck the humans. <laughs> Completely different ideas in that regard, but it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that Magneto was always far more interesting to me than uh, Professor X. It's always easy to, you know, and he wasn't always a hundred percent a bad guy. I mean, there he, there were no. moments, you know, even with the movies, he kind of was on the fence a little bit. And of course, his his kids are Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So anybody knows their comic yeah. history, there's a lot. Magneto's there's a lot going on in his storyline instead of just making stuff stick together. Yeah, I mean, if if, if they had actually had. Um the rights to um, all of the characters, Civil War would have been way crazy. Man. Because it was supposed to have Wolverine in it. Oh, oh, and Logan would have been way crazier because in the comic, it's it's the Hulk that kills Wolverine's family. Right. And his wife, body, you know, instead of like that. And he's riding around with Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye is, is, is with them, not uh, Professor X from what I remember. Wasn't it Hawkeye and, uh, and Logan? Yeah, yeah. I think Hawkeye played a big part. I think Captain America was in it. Um yeah yeah i'm not a big uh i'm not very familiar with the comic but um but yes it was drastically different but since they didn't have rights to a lot of the characters oh, right, they yeah. couldn't. Well, maybe they'll get around to doing avengers vs x-men that was a big comic book about 10 years ago so i don't know if they could ever get the rights to that but that would be monumental that might be bigger than endgame if they ever get the rights to everything connected i'm just nervous on what they're going to do with mutants because they massacred uh scarlet witch's connection to magneto because they couldn't do mutants so I'm, I'm just nervous about what they're going to do with Daredevil and what they're going to do with mutants. Like, I think they'll do mutants and the Fantastic Four a lot more effectively in the MCU than they can do Daredevil. Because Daredevil is just, he's meant to be more of a darker, more like street level character. And I'm just nervous that they're going to water him down too much because they, they ruined Kingpin in the, in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, they did kind of turn him into something else, and I'm a you're right up my alley because you know Daredevil, Punisher. I love how Netflix did those uh, shows, and and I'm a big fan of Moon Knight. I'm excited that there's a series for him oh, coming yeah. out. And, yeah, uh, I, I I'm hearing that uh, good things about the show. I was just watching a review from Grace Randolph um, on on uh, Beyond the Trailer. She was talking about it. So she said the opening episode is really good, but then after that, it kind of loses some of this momentum. Oh damn! So I'm, I'm looking. That's just one review from one. That's <laughs> right. One we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, they so. they've gotten it right for the most part. I mean, I like the Hawkeye show, and uh, you know, One Division was decent. Uh, the the Falcon show with the uh, Winter Soldier, they've all been pretty good. But yeah, Moon Knight is that's it's got to be grimy or it doesn't work. It's got to be psychotic or it doesn't work. And yeah, hopefully, they can yeah. pull it off. They're going to delve hard into the multiple personality stuff. I, I really liked uh, Loki, uh, Loki, you know. Yeah, that one was cool, too, was... with the science fiction stuff, yeah. The only one I thought did not work for me was Hawkeye. You know, I was just like, this is not, it just felt rushed and, like, they didn't put enough into it and the action set pieces were kind of underwhelming. I mean, some of it was cool. It had its moments, but I just thought they could have done a lot more with it. And that Black Widow movie was terrible. Yeah, I uh, I think that was the first movie I saw since COVID, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> they needed this movie first of all before she died in the yeah, uh, yeah. in the in the movies in general. But uh, 
yeah, I didn't I didn't care because it's like uh, this story doesn't really do I, anything. They, they, she was a side player in her own movie. Like this is supposed to be her swan song, and she's not even the focal point in her own film. And I'm not one of these like um, uh, male gaze kind of like every chick has to be sexually exploited. But a part of Black Widow's persona is that she, she uses her sensuality and like they stripped all that away from Black Widow through this Me Too yeah. shit. Like they and I'm not asking Black Widow to be running around. I get the point people right. were making about the. Algado was filmed and you know they would have the camera trained on her ass i get that but y'all just stripped away the what makes black widow from black widow so it was like if they ever like a lesbian a lesbian they... with a ponytail <laughs> in the movie i was oh, like man. what is going on like, and not that there's any on oh, my seinfeld shit not that there's anything wrong with that no 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 but uh, <laughs> yeah. no the sister was more interesting than she was in that movie and uh hey best addition to the mcu since like robert downey you know what i mean since yeah. like chad would and uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. She's just extremely talented. She needs her own movie or her own show immediately because, you know, she just got that. Like, she's a great replacement for Scarlett Johansson, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah, when she shows Marvel, up in Hawkeye. I saw the Miss Marvel trailer, man. Marvel just knows how to market. Yeah. You know, like, I need to see it. I heard about the trailer. I haven't watched it yet. You're saying it's uh, it looks good, huh? It looks really good, but they turned her into the Green Lantern, basically. (laughs) They got rid of that stretchy shit, which I admit was dumb, and I hated it. I was like, why did they give her those powers? I thought it was the worst powers. I didn't like them on Mr. Fantastic, and I don't like them on her. But they said, because they're about to do the Fantastic Four, they said it was going to be too similar to to, uh, Reed Richards. So they switched it to, like, this projection, like, kind of like what Green Lantern does. She can create, like shapes and stuff with energy it's too bad they never got green lantern right and haven't even tried to do anything since they just pff, we're done we don't even they're not even going well, back you know, there Zack snyder was supposed to do it but then he came through and he like Zack snydered everything and, and and it was like nobody wanted it anymore because he Zack snydered it i, I yeah. warned him when they said Zack snyder i was like no not that <laughs> not anybody but that he's all visuals that's the only thing he's good. You do not bring on Zack Snyder does not. They, and I was screaming, James Gunn. James, I was the one saying James Gunn should oversee DC and look at how things work out. They got the, they got rid of Snyder, and now Gunn is the one that is, they're kind of leaning towards. You know, I know they want him to oversee it, but I don't think he wants to do it. So It's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of weight because <laughs> you got to get it right, and DC has gotten a lot wrong more than they got right. And uh I, I, I blame I, I feel empathy for you know his family tragedy and all that, but I blame Snyder. Snyder massacred the characters, dude. He turned them all in the like all of them. Them they were like different versions of Batman. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like if you watch the Justice League, yeah. they all act like Batman. Is they don't have distinct personalities. Everybody's grumpy. Everybody's serious. Everybody's surly. Everybody's introspective and quiet. It's like there's the only person that had a distinct personality was the Flash. You know, and maybe Aquaman a little bit. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, Zack Snyder just he massacred, especially Batman though. Like I hate it what he did. Now, don't get me twisted. I think like the movements, the agility of Batman. I think Snyder did that better than anybody. He finally put on display the fact that Batman is not like a Terminator. He can flip. He can jump. He can move. You know what I mean? But the way he behaved, that's not Batman. No, nah, it, it was a little too far. And uh, the new Batman movie, by the way, I I think it's great. It, it might be my favorite one that they've done of all oh, of them. Oh, man. That, I, it's, it's a... A love and hate thing for me. I fucking worshipped the movie. I loved it. And Robert Pattinson's performance was magnetic. I just thought it was fantastic. But I am a little let down by the fact that, once again, Matt Reeves is committing to this realistic shit. You know, he's like, oh, I want it to be grounded. Why? We did ground it. We did ground it with Nolan. I don't want another Batman that, like, everything's got to be like, what if this was real? Like, the dude jumps off roofs wearing spandex with a cape on. None of this is real. Like, what are you talking about? There's no such thing as a grounded Batman. You know, like, fuck out of here. No Nightwing, no Robin, no Batgirl, no Mr. Freeze, no, you know, none of the fantastical elements. Yeah, I mean, a penguin's not wearing a purple suit, you know, making, hey. making bird sounds. That, hey, I gotta say though, that movie, hey, it was like it was like Batman the animated series meets the Arkham version of Batman. Yeah, that's a good you know, that's was, a good comparison. Yeah, I could see you there. Yep, it was really good, and every shot was gorgeous, and I, I really thought it was a really good movie. You know, like I was thoroughly satisfied with it. So I'm definitely looking forward to the sequel, but you know, I just wish they would include some of the other elements like Red Hood, Nightwing, Damian Wayne. You know. Cassandra Kane, shit like that. There's a lot of ways they can go with it instead of the usual Joker or something like that, which they've already hinted at. So we'll see if that's what they end up doing. But yeah, they can they could definitely go a different path, and it would be cool to see Nightwing. That'd be that'd be awesome. You never you never hear any Nightwing references in uh, these movies, so that would be pretty cool. I'm definitely down for that, and uh, I, I just really liked it. I, I did like the the realness of it, but I can see where it is kind of missing some of that element of the the comic books and the you know the other things, but you know, I, I kind of like that. It, it was just a different take. Bruce Wayne was a little more, you know, not thrilled about being Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he didn't care about the yeah, money as yeah. much. It was a different Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he was hella. He was hella short with Alfred. Like Alfred would be like, Pastor Wayne, do you want something to drink? Do I look like? Do I look thirsty, Alfred? Do I look like I wanted something to drink? Get the fuck right. out of here. <laughs> like, right. And then, and from way Matt Reeves explained it, he said this version of Bruce Wayne is a reclusive rock star. And when he said that, I was like, ah, it makes sense. And he was like, and then people were like, well, don't you think that'll be too similar to his Batman persona? He was like, no, because he's so unassuming that nobody ever thinks he's the one running around on rooftops because he's kind of like meek and pale and quiet and shit, you know? So it's more like he's created like a new version of Bruce Wayne, but fucking Robert Pattinson is such a good actor that I just, I can't wait to see what, what else they do with it as they go through the three, the three movies. Man, I've never seen him in a movie before this. Cause I didn't watch twilight. 
I didn't I didn't see it. So I didn't I know who he is, but I had no idea of like a reference point other than he did the Twilight stuff. And when I saw this, I'm like, okay, I got it. I see why people talk about this guy. He's he's got it. He's got that thing. Yeah, he's got he's an amazing like versatile actor. You should check all his indie flicks. You know, he did a lot of indie flicks trying to like wash the the stink of Twilight off of him, right. <laughs> trying to prove to people that he had the chops and like he, and 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 through that whole duration he kind of cemented himself as like like a young daniel day lewis like a young like you know he's like one of like the premier talents in hollywood so when he got announced I, my barber was like oh the twilight guy i was like no just wait just wait he's like <laughs> I, I i have no faith i was like just wait and he hey hands down that fucking slow walk shit the slow walk coming out the darkness with the boots Some like michael myers type shit i liked shit it on yeah hey it was crazy bro like yeah it was hey i i have to say though it was still a little too like christopher nolan-esque with the fighting like it was too brawler like batman's not a fucking brawler he's a top tier like elite martial artist that's an understatement like batman is has said to have trained in every major form of martial arts he's a ninja he's an escape artist he's a master of disguise he's a master of like utilizing darkness i want to see that i'll put on display i'm tired of like batman the punisher or batman the terminator like that's not how you fight yeah they, they need to do more of that and get some more of the like you say yeah that's true the martial arts aspect of it that would be kind of cool but yeah overall i did i did like it quite a bit and uh you know three hours is a long time to sit in a seat <laughs> but i did it <laughs> but uh yeah man i definitely definitely was feeling it for sure and uh i didn't know i wanted I a new a batman movie undiagnosed urology symptom and i'm sitting in the chair for three hours like in pain <laughs> but also in like bliss because the movie was like i really like that movie like don't get don't take my criticisms wrong. Like overall, I thought that shit was like a nine out of ten. It was really good. The third act kind of was like, okay, what's going on here? With like, when Batman was hanging, and then Catwoman comes and pulls him up, and then he falls down and he's hanging again. I was like, if this fucker hangs one more time, like, <laughs> the third act was a mess with the floods and the explosion. I was like, it feels like the studio made them do that third act. Like we need something big. We need something explosive. Yeah. Because the first two hours was like perfect all the way up to the point he captures um the, the penguin and then shit kind of starts to taper off a bit but it was you know overall i was thoroughly yeah i mean it, in a way it was kind of like dark knight it was like what was the riddler's grand plan so we have to like make some new bigger better you know thing happen at the end after he's caught like he can't that can't be the end of it right <laughs> hey, hey i have to say though paul dano's acting when he's Batman awesome and he's like, he's like, we're not, we're not working together. You're not the homie. And the riddle was like, no, no, no. <laughs> he like, thought they were friends, and he thought they were clicked up. <laughs> he thought they were Benny and Conway. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. Oh, you ain't West Side Gun, bro. You ain't West Side Gun. <laughs> you shit is whack, kid. <laughs> Stay behind. Stay behind those bars. <laughs> man, that's that's cool. I, that's okay, a good. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, I was going to ask you about uh, my guy M. Dot Waysom. He's been on the podcast here, and he's the one that linked us up. Talk about uh, you guys have any tracks you're going to be working on, or what's what's your history yeah. with him? Yeah, we got a few. We only got about twenty three songs. We laid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got hey, yeah. Me and Waysom went in last year. He actually, how could I forget to mention? Sitcom comes out after. It was a uh, Cassius Kingdom that dropped February fourteenth, and we're doing Heavy Man Earth for Cinema to Graffiti. And then after that, it's sitcom. M. Waysom produced that one. 
Um, and we have a deep catalog of music. It's so deep that we're going to divide it into like a four-part EP series. Um, and we're just trying to determine exactly what songs we want to roll out with. So our first song that we're going to really put out from that whole catalog of music will be Sitcom um, with Jeff Johnson II. So, yeah, man. Waysom, and Waysom came out here in January. I drove him all around the Merc, you know. That's <laughs> drove awesome. him all around the hood. So, yeah, he's a real cool dude, man. Yeah, and that I can't wait to hear about that when you guys are got – the stuff coming out here, that's that's a big... You got a lot of music coming that we haven't even heard yet. I mean, it's its like all the stuff... I'm talking about all the stuff you already did, and you're telling me about all these things that I need to pay attention to that's coming. That's awesome, man. Hey, this music game is tough, man. It's like a lot of stuff goes under the radar. You know, there's a lot of talented artists out there. It's not that there's a lot of untalented people. There's just so many talented people, and it's not enough hours in a day to listen to listen to everything, you know, so I, I never begrudge anybody for missing stuff because, you know, there's just, and, and it's been like a resurgence of like really dope hip hop dropping in between like 2017 and now, you know, like a lot of ill albums, a lot of people going in with the bars. So, you know, I, I, I get it, you know, but go to cashisking.bandcamp.com and you can really familiarize yourself with my catalog, a lot of singles, a lot of full length projects, you know, all of my, most of my V-Day shit there, you know, so yeah. There it is. And like I said, on Spotify, hit me up and tell me about sleepwalking, which I didn't know about before. So yeah, stay on it, get on Spotify, get on Bandcamp, follow Cassius King. And where can they find you on Instagram or are you on Twitter, places uh, like that? On, on the gram at Cassius King. On Twitter, it's at Cossus, uh, C-O-S-S-U-S. And then I'm on TikTok, but I'm like not on TikTok because I got like three followers. <laughs> so please follow me on TikTok at Old Man Cash Us. Uh, my cousin was like, "Why are you not on TikTok?" And I was like, "I am on TikTok with my head down, feeling dejected." Like, oh, man, I, I feel like that's a club I don't belong in or something. I don't know. <laughs> like old man in the club. Old, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if a TikTok falls in the forest and nobody is there to hear it. TikTok exists, you know what I mean? Like that's my uh, TikTok. Like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I I don't know what to do. I'll be on TikTok like every time I go there, it's like a dance, and people are like on the count of three, dance to this beat, and then people start. And I I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, look, man, y'all lost me at Snapchat. Like, jeez, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, I got lost. At, I got on Instagram in 2019 for Christ's sake. You know, you know what I mean? Like, damn, I thought I was well, late in the game. I didn't get on the Instagram to like 2017 or 16. I don't even remember when it was, but I kept getting hounded. Like, come on, get on there. I'm like, uh, I'm going to write this Facebook thing out. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I did. Now, homie's like, nobody. And now I heard the fateful statement. I knew I was going to hear eventually. My cousin said it the other day. She's like, nobody's on Instagram anymore. I was like, I knew one day y'all were going, and y'all going to say the same thing about TikTok Man. in about 15 minutes. Yep. It, it, it actually, it just happened. Yeah, <laughs> no more TikTok. <laughs> yeah, nobody's on. Everybody's on SlapThatAss.com now. You know, it's like always some new shit. You know? <laughs> oh, FuckYourself.com. Like, I can't keep up with this shit. Like, nah. you know, and the minute you go and invest in this stuff, it, you know, it, it shifts. So, my manager always like, you know. It, Social media kind of follows the brand and not the other way around. Like people always go, you need this, you need that. But what you really need is a brand. And then social media will kind of follow 
follow. There you go. Shit, follow I mean, I, I remember liking MySpace um, back in the day. So, I mean, I get yeah. it. <laughs> I had a MySpace layout. I still go and search out people. Some people still have their old MySpace pages. Like, uh, so I'll just like go search out old MySpace pages to see who's the. Are you still up. in their top friends or whatever? It is? <laughs> Next to Tom, me and Tom. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> He's like, who is this nigga Tom, and why is he everybody's friend? Like, <laughs> that's yeah, great. man, that's great. Yeah, man. Shout I really out to respect Tom. people who thrive on social media too. I really do. I don't, you know, I have a lot because it's a it's another form of artistic expression, and I respect people who are able to make it work because. It is like it's like rocket science. Yeah, no, it's it's hard work, and it's you know to promote yourself, you promoting your music, me promoting this podcast, everything like that. It it takes a lot of effort and trying to figure out what the tricks are to get the attention of the people that are on there. It's not easy, but uh, definitely yeah. it's it's a necessary medium. Unfortunately, you kind of have to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and they and they and they tweak these algorithms. So like when I by the time I joined um, Instagram, they had all kinds of algorithm where my posts weren't reaching everybody, and I post like my music and and the homies that hit me be like i never saw it on my time and then i found out that they don't let everybody access it's like all types of trickery that goes into this shit so they can try to get uh, you to pay for, for sponsored posts and all that kind of stuff it's you know they did the same thing on facebook damn it <laughs> it's just yeah. think you figured it out it's just me think yeah. you got it all figured out <laughs> my artist she was like oh you should get on tiktok the, the algorithm algorithm is far more rewarding and I'm like, yeah, for a, a beautiful 23 year old white girl, you know, like, it's not I the demo. <laughs> I felt better when um, what's his name? Um, ah, 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 his name is escaping. Sky Zoo. Ah, thank you. That, that was gonna bother me. Sky Zoo was like, I ain't, I'm not on TikTok because I'm too old. I was like, yes, thank you, Sky Zoo. You just made me feel better. I agree. About he's he's right. <laughs> he's actually 100 percent right on that. <laughs> It doesn't yeah. mean that that I'm right by not doing it, but he's right because he's Sky yeah. Zoo. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like you know, I I post something when I have something to post, and I don't sweat it. I feel like eventually I'll find my my groove on there. But right now, I'm just focusing on putting the music out, and then you know, we'll find ways to push it once it's out there. So find Cash is King on Instagram, but don't necessarily look for him on TikTok. But if you go on there, add, add some followers. Oh, he I'm needs on some TikTok. Old man Cash us, which is. I'm a nerd, so it's a play on old man Logan. <laughs> but yeah, O O O O L D man C A S H U S at old man cash us. So yeah, definitely. You know, anytime I have something new, I'm definitely gonna put it on TikTok. You know, I I want to be everywhere that the fans are. So you know, I'm not not on social media because I think I'm like above it or anything. I'm just not on it because it's like hard enough to write the songs, create the music, and then it you know. It takes so much more effort to actually do the social media stuff. Yeah, there it is. You don't want to be a viral star. You're just trying to do your damn thing in the studio. So definitely. <laughs> People... Yeah. I, I mean, I want to, I want to be successful, you know, and I, and I know to, to do that, you have to be on social media. You know, I just, if you focus on it too much, it'll depress you, you know, because like I'll gain six followers and then they'll come and weed out bots and shit. And I drop seven followers. And it's like, it's hard to make progress on that algorithm if you don't have something that goes viral. There it is. That's the truth right there. That is Cassius King talking about how to stay relevant on social media. But more importantly, his album, Cassius King, go catch it and look out for the new ones coming up. You said in April's the next one, right? Yeah. Cassius Kingdom. Um, Valentine's Day project is out now. You can ca- get it on any platform, or you can go in and purchase it on my Bandcamp, CassiusKing.BandCamp.com. We're coming with a Heaven Man Earth, which is an 11-minute mega song with 11 beats meshed into an 11-minute time frame that's produced by Cinema to Graffiti. That'll be out in April. Sitcom, 
produced by M. Waysom coming out in April. And then after that, the official album in uh, in May, The Way to Win. So it's going to be a busy year. I got a lot more stuff coming to y'all. So, But Cash's Kingdom is available now. There, there you go. Everybody, make sure you check out Cash is King and all this music that he's got out currently and coming up. Man, big up for coming on the podcast, man. It's it's been a lot of fun talking. I didn't know I was gonna talk about Batman. That's great, dude. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I want to apologize to the fans because I know they like this nigga's supposed to be talking about his music. He's a nerd. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm an unapologetic nerd. I'm serious. Like, I'm not even really a Batman guy. I'm a Nightwing. You know yes, what I, I mean? So I'm a Daredevil guy. Oh man, yeah, Daredevil's Daredevil. my guy. That's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. It's not even not even That's- close. <laughs> that's how Batman fights. The way the way Matt Murdock fights on the show, that's the way Batman. Yeah, fights. there you go. That's a little more realistic for. I mean, Daredevil's very realistic. I mean, he's thrown into a dumpster. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, like eating the shit. That, I am so impressed with the first season of what they did. They did a lot of the um, what's that where they like? Uh, it's a certain word for um, where they like jump off walls and you know jump off roofs it's a certain forget acrobatic word but they yeah. did a lot of that right in it and they really utilized the, they they took a little and made a lot out of it i think the first, and i think the third season is some of the best comic book television i've ever seen yeah they did the uh, the born again uh, that was one of the as a kid the comic books i've read the frank miller stuff uh, was the born again stuff that's kind of what got me into oh there's there's storytelling in this it's not just beat up bad guys and have big muscles yeah. and fly it was more to yeah. it than that. So, yeah, this was really, really cool. I, I, I think that was when he was rocking the – yeah, because that's when he was rocking the black costume in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they go way back. Yeah, big time. The good old days. I was hoping they would do Demon in a Bottle with, uh, with, with Iron Man, but they never did really do it. They kind of touched on it. But... Yeah, he was holding a drink. He, he did like his big Lebowski thing. He's holding a drink a couple times, but it didn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did justice with that character. Iron Man is one of the better characters from Marvel, though. They did a good job. Oh yeah, him. you can't you can't knock the casting. Robert Downey Jr. was like born for that role, so he definitely, yeah. definitely killed it. <laughs> yeah. They reshaped everything after him. Now, like the cartoons, they all sound like Robert Downey. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he looked the part, and he, and he definitely brought another nuance to it with his delivery of the character. Yeah, so, so he's. He's definitely cemented Iron Man. Tony Stark is always it's, whoever plays him next. I don't know who that'll ever be. Good luck because <laughs> it's it's not hey, going to be easy. They're getting Tom Cruise to do a, a like a alternate version of him in the Doctor Strange movies because uh, it's going to be like a variant. So Tom Cruise is going to play Iron Man from a different. Uh, okay, I, I could I could kind of see that. He was originally who they wanted. He they went after him before Robert Downey. He turned it down, and then the rest is history. I bet he regrets that shit now, though. <laughs> yeah, they probably saved some money too, because I'm sure Tom Cruise wanted more money. Yeah. Because Robert Downey Jr. was not yeah. a big name at the time; he was having his yeah, own personal know. problems and stuff. So, hey, Robert Downey Jr. is like to all my artists out there: take Robert Downey as proof, like you can turn your shit around. It's never too late to try to keep going after your dreams, because you know people told him his career was over. Right, you know, and he found a way to. So I try to keep that in mind. He's a big inspiration for me. So yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, man. Big up Cassius King for coming on the podcast, man, and salute to M. Dot Waysome. You guys got some some heat coming. We're definitely looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Talking comic books and hip hop. That's two of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's 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 me. Comic book, comic books, hip hop, and politics. That's my thing. There you go, man. <laughs> Peace and love to everybody, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And yeah, man. Uh, CassisKing.BandCamp.com for anybody that wants to familiarize themselves with my catalog. And yeah, I just appreciate you taking the time to chop it up with me. No doubt, anytime, man. Really appreciate. It. Thanks again, Cassius King, man. And we'll definitely check for the new stuff as we're playing all the bangers you already have out there. All right, man. Thank you, man. And peace to everybody. No doubt. Big, big up to Cassius King for coming on the show. Really had a good time talking with him. And definitely follow him on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. You can find him on Spotify as well. Check out those two latest albums, Sleepwalking and Cassius Kingdom, two bangers. Definitely check them out as well as his past projects and everything he's doing. So big up to Cassius King. Can't thank him enough for coming on the show here. All right, time to get into it. I put myself through some torture. I watched Roadhouse. So here we go. Another installment of the Infinite Torture segment where I put myself through some torture of watching a movie or hearing an album that I never ever heard before, never wanted to, and I just been doing that to myself. I'm a masochist. I don't know why I'm doing it, but <laughs> here I am. So, all right, play that intro. Let's talk about Roadhouse, aka Bar Rescue. Infinite torture. People think I didn't watch the movie. I remember the movie. No, of course you did. Of course. You know what I mean? So you can I mean, have you one. can't call something bad without actually paying attention to it. I do that pretty much all the time, so I disagree. I mean, you're, you're a terrible person. Yeah, it was it was fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there you go. But, <laughs> That's yeah, the way you sum it up. <laughs> yeah, complete garbage. Cool, Kim. You're making me feel like the Grinch because I had all this hate in my heart for Vanilla Ice all these years. 30 something years, and now you, you yeah, yeah, I'm just warming you up to him, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, maybe he wasn't. Let me go listen to Ice. Let me go watch the movie. What was that Vanilla Ice, was that vanilla ice movie at? <laughs> uh, cool as Ice, or something. You know ice. what it's called, because you, you went and seen it. You went you seen it. You went and seen it. You know what it's called. You know what it's called. You know what it's called. Not only do you know what it's called, you was there opening day. Alright. Yeah, instead of the Star Wars poster, I really have cool as ice. Yeah, hell yeah. The, with, the, with the motorcycle and the whole shit, yo. Uh, ah, so you seen it too. Hell yeah. Twice. You got the, the Blu-ray and the, and the special uh, director's cut. Hell yeah, I do. And I'm trying to run into so I can get my, my copy autograph, you Get out of here. Complete garbage. Infinite torture. This is the Infinite Torture segment. And once again, I am putting myself through some real, real torture. And I watched Roadhouse or as I call it, uh, Bar Rescue, the prequel. I did a poll online, and thanks everybody who participated in it. I had Roadhouse, The Room, and Beastmaster all up against each other. And as I said before, Roadhouse barely won just by a couple votes. I really wanted to watch Beastmaster, and not because I think it's good, it's just because I'm a fan of V, and Mark Singer, the lead actor in Beastmaster, was also lead actor on V, so there was that kind of uh, sentiment going through my head but uh whatever i'll watch it eventually <laughs> and by the way uh early early warning the room is next i have found it and i will make that the next one that i do for this so i'm sure that movie sucks and i'll be talking about it and another quick thing before i start talking about roadhouse 
I've decided I need to rank these things. I give them like a grading of some sort instead of just talking about them. So everybody listening, if you're familiar with The Source, it's a hip-hop magazine. They would give five mics to albums. So the more mics you got, the better the album was as far as a ranking goes. You know, Nas's Illmatic is always the one that people point to as the, the album that got the five mics. That was like the first one, I believe. So in this, <laughs> in this installment, we're obviously not doing mics. And this is not for something that's good. So since uh, my guy Joshua Michael, past guest that you hear on the intro here, he says complete garbage. I decided instead of mics, we'll use garbage as the increments, the standard for measurements of how good or bad something is. So if something gets five garbage cans, that means it's the worst thing ever. So it's the other way. You don't want a lot of garbage cans if this is something you like. If you only have like one or two, that means I, you know, the movie's not as bad as I thought. It gets it gets a little more, uh, you know, credit than it deserved. So <laughs> I'm gonna just read off the ones I've ranked that I did before this one, and then I'll get into Roadhouse. So bear with me here. So the very first one I ever did was the Macho Man Randy Savage album called "Be a Man." I've given that one four and a half garbage cans. That's that's pretty bad. So. <laughs> So sorry, Macho, but that one is, in his words, nothing but garbage. Go watch the T.O. Santana promo. You'll see what I'm talking about there. All right. Then I watched the Indiana Jones movie, Castle of the Skull, Grey, Legend, Kingdom. I don't remember. I don't even know what it's called. It's, it's a terrible movie. That one got three garbage cans, so it's kind of in the middle. Because it's a big budget and has big stars in it, you know, it's kind of hard to give it five complete garbage cans, but it's it's right up there. It's It's not good. Uh, Bloodsport was the next one I did. I gave that one one and a half garbage cans. So that's that's actually encouraging for you fans of Bloodsport. That means I liked it more than I thought I would. Miami Connection was the movie I watched after that. That one got two garbage cans. So it's about in line with Bloodsport. I really enjoyed that movie. It's complete garbage. It's terrible. But I had a lot of fun watching it. It's probably the most fun movie I've seen out of all of these. Samurai Cop is four garbage cans. That movie is straight awful. Uh, yes, there are some funny moments in it as far as it's so bad it's funny but uh, not like Miami Connection this one's really hard to watch so that gets four garbage cans and last but not least after last season that's the one I did on the most recent episode a couple episodes back that one is the worst and it gets five garbage cans so it is the it is the Illmatic of movies it is the (laughs) it is the Illmatic of this segment one of the worst things I have ever seen after last season might be the worst movie I've ever watched so let's see what Roadhouse gets let's see what Roadhouse gets So as I said, I I watched Roadhouse. I've never seen it before. And just a little bit of background, part of the reason why I never watched it was because growing up, you know, I just wasn't watching Patrick Swayze movies. You know, the guy from Dirty Dancing didn't exactly get me excited to watch something. So even though Roadhouse had a lot of the, the elements of things I would like in a movie. It just never caught my attention. I never bothered with it. I like Sam Elliott. I like Keith David. He's listed in the movie. He's only in it in one scene. Uh, Yeah, I just never watched it. I just never cared, never bothered with it until now. So I watched it, and uh, I've got a lot of notes here, so just bear with me here. I'll just go through some of these. Hopefully they make sense. Uh, Right off the top, I'll just say it's a really bad movie. I mean, it's not good. I don't know what the plot was. I'm not really sure what the point of it was other than let's have a bunch of fighting and some vague bad guy in the background who wants to take money from the business owners, and if he doesn't get his cuts, he burns your building down or sends in his goons to fight you. I mean, it's it's like, it's like very Dukes of Hazard like I don't know what the heck this was. 
<laughs> and Patrick Swayze's character was hired as some sort of like, uh, that's why I call it bar rescue. He, he was some guy who comes in there and he, he's like the cleaner. He cleans up the bar and gets out the hooligans and supposedly then you start having a really nice uh, club with better uh, patrons in it. I don't know. It, it's, it's a really silly movie, but as soon as the movie starts, there's a fight going on and a guy kicks a chick right in her her spot. I'm just like, what the hell is this? Yikes. What kind of movie is this? So yeah, everybody's fighting for no reason, really, and, and everybody seems okay with it. And there's no injuries, there's no ambulance, there's no hospitals, there's no police, it's just, there's a bunch of fighting. Everyone's killing each other damn near, and, you know, whatever. It's just Tuesday at, uh, what is this place called? Double Deuce. So shitty, they named it twice. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Healy is in this movie, he's a blind blues singer, white guy. I, I've, I vaguely know who he is. And he's the house band in this movie, so he's he doesn't know everybody's fighting because he's blind. He has no idea what's going on. All right, I won't make too many blind jokes. That's not nice. Uh, Terry Funk is in it. I'm a big wrestling fan. Cool to see he had a you know a couple uh, scenes in here where he's one of the main goons. I was thinking while I was watching this, like uh, the Cantina Bar in Star Wars is a lot less crazier than this. I mean, yeah, one guy's arm got sliced off with a lightsaber, but other than that, you know, it's pretty normal. This place is, you know, this place is terrible. I mean, I would never go to this bar ever. Everybody there is gross. Patrick Swayze's character's name is Dalton. And I kept thinking, because I'm a Bears fan, they they signed Andy Dalton to play quarterback last year. So every time they say Dalton, I'm thinking like, oh, not that horrible quarterback the Bears brought in. Yay, Dalton. I, I wrote down here, how is this bar open? Yeah, why is it open? How is it allowed to function when all this is happening? This mayhem every day. I wrote down, is this the Dukes of Hazard? It pretty much is. I mean, it's it's a damn near same same thing. It's the Dukes of Hazard. I wrote down a three-bar crack commandments because uh, when Swayze's character takes over, he's giving he's giving the rules. Like, here's how we're gonna run this bar and keep it keep it in line. And I was like, where's the metal detectors? You could have just done that, and you don't even need your stupid rules. Fuck your rules. <laughs> I wrote down here. Swayze is almost shirtless and smokes every third scene. It just seems like they're like, all right, uh, take your shirt off, and here's a cigarette. This movie did remind me a lot of uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. If anybody's familiar with that, it's Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson. Very similar bar fights, tough guys from out of town trying to get rid of the goons. It's it's very similar. Big John Studd is in it, so they also have a wrestler. You know, very, very similar. And then I almost stopped the movie because there's a point where Swayze's shirtless and he starts doing Tai Chi. And I just wrote down, I'm bored. Can I turn this off now? And this is about 30-something minutes into the movie, and I'm already ready to tap out. I write down here, never trust a guy in a cat hat. There's a fat goon who's got one of those stupid trucker cat hats on. And yeah, as soon as I see him, I'm like, yep, he's a bad guy. You know he's not up to anything good. They finally have a hospital scene after like, you know, 45 minutes of just everybody killing each other with glass and everything. And uh, Swayze, of course, is shirtless in the hospital. And Kelly Lynch just so happens to be his nurse. Wow, what a what a town! You know, the bouncer looks like Swayze. The nurses look like Kelly Lynch. You've got white blind guy blues singers. I didn't know Missouri was that cool. I didn't. <laughs> it's a hell. This does not feel realistic. And then they, she's talking to Swayze, and he's like, "Yeah, I have a degree in philosophy." What the hell are you doing as a bouncer? What? <laughs> Damn, talk about being, you know, overeducated for your job. I guess that's why he's doing Tai Chi. You know. And then out of nowhere, a monster truck shows up. And I just kept saying, must have been Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> it's just, just, the goon 
the, the main goon in this, his name is Brad, uh, scary sounding guy. Uh, one of his goons drives a monster truck. It, it appears twice in a movie, once to destroy a dealership that he didn't like how it was being run. So he had the monster truck drive over a bunch of his cars in the lot. That must have been on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. And then there's more bar fights. This is a really slow build. I'm just like, I'm sitting here watching this. I'm like, what, what is this about? Like, what is this movie just about fights and Swayze doing Tai Chi and then more fights and then bad guy Brad standing there? It, I don't know where this thing is going at all. And I write down here, where is Sam Elliott and where is Keith David? They have yet to appear. And I'm like, I'm not quite halfway through it, but they have not shown up yet. They need to hurry up and get in this movie because I'm getting bored. They show Dalton at the laundromat. Yes, he is shirtless. And he's only washing pants. That's what I wrote. He doesn't wear shirts, so he's only washing pants. Sam Elliott does show up. He's got a mullet, which I think, you know, was a prerequisite for being in this movie, which is why I think Keith David is not in it very much. He wouldn't put on a mullet. They're like, he's like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> so, one of the henchmen looks like Razor Ramon, and, you know, because Razor Ramon just passed, I, I was definitely thinking about him, and, you know, one of them kind of has a Razor Ramon vibe. There's a fight in the bar, of course, and Kelly Lynch shows up wearing, like, a tablecloth dress. I mean, it's like red-white checkered. It looks like something you would see on a picnic. She gives him a ride in her Jeep. I I think they go to a diner or something. When they come back to where his car is, there's, like, a stop sign in the the passenger seat window. Uh, I believe one of his tires is slashed. She just drops him off at the car. Like, she doesn't drive him home. She's just like, okay nice nice date what he's got she doesn't even help like you know fix the car up and get it to where he could drive home i found that to be a uh, a flaw i don't remember her name in the movie kelly lynch's character whatever her name is i thought it was pretty cool that jeff healy band started playing roadhouse blues by the doors i'm a big fan of the doors so that was cool to hear that and, and this brad guy is definitely a creeper because i his house is not far from the swayze barn studio apartment or whatever so he's like watching from his place because Kelly Lynch eventually comes over, and of course, Swayze, you know, he does his damn thing with her. And he's watching from his his area. His, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. He's in a rocking chair. He's like, oh, uh, boy, that, that Dalton. Oh, boy. Sam Elliott shows up again, and uh, there's a fight outside the bar because, you know, they're really mad at Swayze's character for not joining the goon squad or whatever. And Elliot just dick punches a guy. <laughs> Like, that's how they win the fight. He shows up, I'm going to dick punch you right in your dick. And he hits him, and that was it. And I wrote down, where is Keith David? Still still no sighting of him. I still don't know what the point of this is. That's another note here. And then there's another fight in the bar. And I wrote down, everybody was pool stick fighting. Yeah, because uh, there's a pool stick, and there's a guy fighting with it, hitting hitting all of the, uh, the Dalton lieutenants until Swayze jumps in, and they go at it, and then it gets stopped. They don't completely finish. I wrote down you could even you could have used Grandmaster Flash as the message for this because the words in that song are similar to what's going on in this in this bar. They're broken glass everywhere. You know, people are pissing on the stairs, they just don't care. It's the double deuce, the shittiest bar in town. And the thing that's lame about this Brad guy, the the, the bad the bad villain, uh, the main the main bad guy in the movie, is that he wants money from all these businesses and all these people that run them. And if they don't give him enough or what he feels he deserves, he destroys them. So how are they supposed to pay you back? You're running out of people to uh, get money from if you just burn down and monster truck their their businesses. It's just, it's a lame, it's a really lame bad guy and a really lame, like how he gets over. 
I wrote down this as Footloose minus the dancing. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt like that with this movie. Kelly Lynch gives uh, the Swayze character her Adrian speech, like from Rocky, like the same kind of like, you got to go do it. Go out there. These guys are tough. You can't. What are you doing? Meanwhile, where's Keith David? There is a scene where he's like a bartender and he has like one line of dialogue and that's it. And apparently he's only in it for that. I'm assuming they, they hired him for this movie. They had a bigger role in mind. It ended up on the cutting room floor or whatever. It's just crazy to me that this guy was in They Live a couple of years before, one of the great fight scenes in all time. Then he's in a movie that's about fighting, and they sideline him. I, I just, I honestly don't understand at all. Uh, Dalton's being chased, shirtless, of course. Here's the best part of this movie, because I really was, I wanted to stop it numerous times. But then they raise Ramon-looking guys fighting him near the lake, and he just rips the guy's throat. He just throat rips this dude. <laughs> oh, my God. And just throws him in the lake. Like, he's garbage. Oh, my God. It was, that was pretty cool. I, I got to admit, that was pretty damn cool. <laughs> I wrote down here, at the bar, it says live music. More like dead music. Uh, Brad does a coin flip like he's Two-Face because he's, he's telling Swayze's character that he's going to kill, you know, I didn't even catch what he was saying. He's going to do something to somebody if he doesn't make a decision about something. I don't know. Go watch the movie. I don't remember what he was trying to tell him here. But uh, Sam Elliott ends up getting killed. So that was the result. It must have been Tails. And I wrote down, as soon as Sam Elliott got killed, shit just got real. It did. It gets real after this. There's a Benz flip, like a Duke's vibe. You know, the, he's, Dalton is driving a Benz. He flips it in the air. I kept waiting for the good old boys music to be playing or that guy to narrate, look like that Dalton got himself in a big da-da-da again, blah, blah, blah. Felt like a hillbilly end to the movie Commando. If anybody ever seen Commando, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s. This felt very much like it, because at the very end, it's the same kind of deal. You go into the bad guy's lair or whatever, and you're just fighting all his henchmen, so you get to the you know the bad guy at the end. So it kind of felt like that. The ending of it was pretty good. I mean, that's if you just watch the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie, it's, it's actually decent. And then it's down to Brad and the fat guy with the cat hat. And there's a stuffed bear that falls on top of the fat guy, and I just yell, Go Bears! <laughs> he doesn't die from that, by the way. Spoiler. And then Brad says he wants Dalton's ass as a trophy because they're in his trophy room. He's like, the one thing missing is your ass. Like, what the hell? What the hell kind of movie is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Finally, the plot. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Dalton's ass. It's not about fixing a bar. The music definitely doesn't match. It's a little too dramatic and too big for the moments that are happening in this. And there's a part where it looks like Swayze's going to rip this guy's throat out. Uh, Brad, that is. He's holding his hand like he's going to do it. And you're like, oh, no, he's not going to do it, is he? And he doesn't rip his throat out. He just lets him sit in the chair, bleeding and beat up. And then all the old guys come in. The uh, I wrote down the AARP team show up. All the... <laughs> <laughs> the businesses around the area that this guy's been stealing from and harassing. They show up and they all have turns shooting at him. Then there's naked swimming with Swayze and Kelly Lynch in a lake. I guess that guy's still floating in the lake. I'm not sure. Uh, and that's it. And I also wrote down, uh, where's Keith David? So yeah, that's the movie. Um, <laughs> I get why people like it. it. There's a lot of fun stuff in it. The throat ripping was pretty cool. It's not a good movie, but it's definitely a movie I could see people liking and having fun watching. I, I don't think I'll ever watch this again, but there's definitely elements of it that I was into. But for the most part, I, I really wanted to turn it off multiple times. It just took a while to get to where it was going. I still don't know what the point of it was, but uh, if you like 80s flicks with a lot of uh, hair and fighting and uh, no consequences and you know no, no authority figures or anything... Go ahead and watch this. Watch Sam Elliott dick punch a guy. Watch Keith David have three seconds of a scene. 
So I will rank this movie. As far as garbage cans go, I'll give it three. So it's like in the middle. It's not quite as bad as, you know, after last season or that Macho Man album, but it's not as fun as I had with Bloodsport or Miami Connection. So it's kind of in the middle. It's in that middle area. So all right, that's my uh, my thoughts on Roadhouse. Uh, the Room will be next. I'm sure that one will be a harder watch than this one. I need your ass in my trophy room. What the hell is this movie, Roadhouse? Jesus, Bar Rescue, the prequel. Complete garbage. Make sure you check out my friends at the Bloody Babbles podcast. Hey there, friends. Interested in another podcast to listen to between episodes? Well, you're in luck. Come check out Bloody Babbles podcast. We are a gaggle of babblers who talk of true crime and other gory wonderment. New episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are streamed. Happy babbling, my friends. What up, what up? It's your man Money B from Digital Underground, Raw Fusion, and Money B and Young Hump representing that bay all day. And of course, I cool out and I'm rocking with infinite banter, if you didn't know. Oh. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go. And as always, that is exactly what I'm going to do. But before I get out of here, just want to give a big thanks to my guy Cassius King for coming on the show. Really appreciate his time and playing a couple tracks from his new album, Cassius Kingdom. And he also has another album out right now called Sleepwalking. So don't sleep. <laughs> it's a pun intended. Don't sleep. Go check out those albums and much more from him. You can find him on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. Definitely check out Cassius King. And before I go, I did mention a little bit in the Infinite Torture segment. Uh, you know, really, really tough to hear the news about Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. You know, being a big wrestling fan, it definitely was uh, tough to hear what happened and that he passed away. And, you know, a lot of these wrestlers, they put their bodies through a lot and... You know, their later years are very, very rough. And many of them don't live past, you know, certain ages. You know, 50, 60 years old is is a good life for some of these guys as far as the trends of how long they tend to, to live. So, you know, wrestlers that get into their 70s, it's just not common. So once again, you know, rest in peace to Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. One of the original, like, uh, gimmicks that they ever had. I mean, he definitely was doing a Scarface routine. But, you know, when he came along, there was just not many wrestlers like him. He was really tall and big and could do a lot of things in the ring that some of these other guys couldn't do. And that Razor's Edge move was always one of the greatest. And that ladder match with Shawn Michaels is a classic from WrestleMania. So, yeah, rest in peace to Razor Ramon. And, you know, a lot of people I know, I saw the Griselda guys, like West Side Gun, he had posted that uh, he didn't want to be like Jordan. He wanted to be like Scott Hall. That's That says a lot. And that tells you how much these guys meant to a lot of people who watched wrestling and we're big fans of this. So, you know, uh, rest in peace to Scott Hall, a legend in wrestling. Razor Ramon, definitely one of the all-time great, great uh, gimmicks and uh, characters. And the, the toothpick thing will always be uh, the thing that stands out. And some of his promos are just classic. So definitely uh, go go check out some Razor Ramon stuff on YouTube and definitely uh, send out our condolences to his friends and family. All right, that's it for me. I'm out of here. Thanks again to Cassius King. We'll play one more song before we get out of here. This is... Nirvana 95, featuring Blue, Yaman Somali, and Jeff Johnson. Definitely go check out Cassius King on all streaming platforms. Cassius Kingdom and Sleepwalking, his two most recent projects. Thanks again for everyone for checking out the show and listening to my Roadhouse babble. The Room will be next on the next uh, segment of Infinite Torture. All right, here we go. Nirvana 95 from Cassius King. And until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. So yes, it suppresses journey, but what you keep, you become for eternity. I'm talking deep. 
six feet is deep and I'm six folk trying to get deep with my rich folk toasting the poverty and the meat who God said will inherit the earth that we keep so why not humble down for your fucking crown stop showing out killing each other just to take you out as if who they are becomes you never that another man won't get to eat my food I could shoot the shit and get deep with my brother I could uncover the bell and get deep with my sister I could cook a mental plate to feast with my family but I can't leave this planet with my money on the bag like a duffel full of cash to that mad fill your brother with the math subtract all existence it equals out the mass of the human girl the size that is vast is the universe data was computed turn the universe black it smashed through the glass when i threw the verse you reverse back to the form of an atom perform on saturn in the form of a shooting star who we are ain't far from where we travel and once you find self then you find that you be god nirvana the cause i seen i shoot the superman with the dark side beam Time slays youth and amplifies the path. My sight is like the lens of a magnifying glass for the great to view. I joust with the saber. God made man, but who made the creator cash up? Nirvana, what's that to the Bodhisattva? I wonder why rolling ganja, behold, it's the poem's author. Uh, y'all mean Somali, y'all stay lit like Deepo Valley. If you're sleeping on me, I suggest you drinking coffee, but uh, that sounds so typical. What's the subject in hand? It's a spiritual, a perfection, the principles in the physical. Nature's a college, is built from sacred geometry. So maybe you're all the listening, all the things to the I heard that's where you find it at It ain't no, no kind of map The only thing harder than getting there Is climbing back And why would that ever be something that I decide is whack Closest that I've been up in the past Is behind the tracks I put the needle in the arm like a tribal tat Then I put it on the wax It's a spinal tap The only time I flip sides is on the vinyl mat I'm only loyal to the rhyme dog and to the final act Nirvana Blazing up instead of saving up. I used to smoke it all the way. I was in the clouds many days. Lessons learned, a lot of bridges burned. To the point of no return, I'm concerned about my future. Cause past trouble seems to last always. You can't avoid it or escape it. Niggas' recollections be selective. Do away with the good. They hold the negative thoughts. These suckers canceling, they trigger. They put you on block. And yo, this shit got to stop, pops. Digital drama. These niggas unforgiving, but they say it's my karma. But see, I'm decked out in God's armor. Cash King and Yao Mean and Blue. We live in proof. Should I continue to spit though? Before the end of the year, I might have missed my window. I touched mics with legends, so I got the credentials. My thought process is complex, not simple. Being on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.